0: Beabers. Austin, Texas, sports, the horn.
1: Oh, yes, sir, and yes, ma'am, you had better. Well, get them up, get them going. It's Wednesday on EN Rod B. New name for the show to come later in the week, and we appreciate all of the suggestions as we roll into the middle of week two of the new uh, five hours, five days a week conversation, Austin's only morning sports conversation heard live local and digital on the horn app at hornfm.com on our youtube channel which is growing by the day and thank you very much for that keep subscribing and uh, joining us on youtube also at hornfm.com our twitch channel there as well and of course on 101.9 fm and am 1260 always to find this conversation five hours begins right now we appreciate you being there however you're finding us as we've mentioned all week uh, it's first day of school week as well 10 more area school districts back to school today Pretty much everybody will be back to school as of today, including Bastrop, Blanco, Eanes, Elgin, Lake Travis, Leander, Liberty Hill, Lockhart, Marble Falls, and Wimberley. All back to school today, so enjoy that first day. Everybody back now, midweek, 16 uh, August, and a lot to do. 17 days to start of the Longhorn football season. More preseason accolades for the Longhorns yesterday. A lot of watch lists that the Horns are making. Can they back that up on the football field? We'll start. We'll find out starting in 17 days. Also, the University of Texas announced its Texas Athletics Hall of Honor class yesterday. And some great names and even some great friends of our show are going to be going into that Hall of Honor in September. We'll get you details. Red Hot Texas Rangers state hot in Major League Baseball. Astros just trying to keep pace right now. And how about the uh, incredible Lionel Messi, who continues to store, score goals and... Uh, an amazing story developing in the MLS. Uh, so we have a lot to do. And we appreciate you being there. And look who it is. Our shutdown corner, five hours each day, five days a week, here on Ian Rodby from DB High and DBU. a Lifetime Longhorn, number 21 in your program, number one in your heart. Also 16 years of fixture on your radio dial. He is none other than Rod Babers. What's up, R.B.? I'm
2: doing great. I appreciate the intro, as always, and uh, ready to roll this morning on a hump day to get over the
1: hump. hump day yeah man uh drag you up over that hump into uh another weekend how about this rod did you know and uh, ty henderson through the glass uh you were just outside uh i was outside a little bit this morning do you realize maybe you felt it because it's a feel thing mm-hmm. today this morning right now it is the coolest morning in two and a half months i did feel that two and a half months Yeah, yeah. you walked out the back door a little bit this morning and hey mm-hmm. wow a little
2: silly and yeah. cold, but <laughs> it yeah, certainly no.
1: wasn't uh, oppressive.
2: No, I went. I went for a run this morning, and I felt the. I felt the cool. It was breezy, cool. Yes, seventy-two degrees. Yeah,
1: seventy-two degrees, Makes sense. Yeah. 72 degrees <laughs> this morning we hit, which is the lowest temperature in two months, and obviously the hundred and five degree blazing conditions continue. Mm. But you get up uh, early enough, get up, get benefit. Yeah, and you already. <laughs> how many miles this morning? Uh,
2: Three point seven, something like that. Three
1: point seven. Yeah, and, and I need change. to. I
2: need to round it off, but to four, but. You, know, you, just, you, get get your, my, you got your route. Uh, yeah, yeah I got, exactly. I don't want to go
1: farther than that. Then did have to walk back. So, uh, exactly right. Yeah. Exactly right. Ty Anderson, how many miles did you run this morning? Zero. Zero. <laughs> Zero. I'm with you. I, I walked, uh, maybe a brisk walk for the sh- bed to the shower. There you how go. that? Yeah, I took get a shower. Get blood going. Got to get that blood going. I mm-hmm. did take the stairs again today at uh, 445. Walked up the four flights. So I got the blood pumping a little bit. <laughs> Hydrating myself and ready to go. It's going oh, yeah. to be a fun Wednesday as we crank this thing up. Are we? Uh, are we? Were we starting to narrow down some of the names for the show? We had a good one yesterday. Suggested yeah, hook, hook them up. up. Hook them up with hook, Ian Rodby.
2: Hook them up has also uh, kind of jumped to the top of the leaderboard. One of the one of the favorites there. So uh, we got a bunch of good ones. Like I said, by the end of the week, we'll get it narrowed down for the people. But we appreciate all your participation and all your your efforts. I had somebody texted me
1: yesterday and say, "Well, let's go simple, ATX mornings." With Ian Rod B. Uh, a- you, get, you get A, you get texts. Simple in and to the point. Simple and to the point. ATX yeah. mornings, five hours, five. You know, we had five and five or five on five, whatever. Uh, keep suggesting I got those, five
2: on it. I think it was another one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah
1: exactly. Uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're five hours a day, five days a week here on Ian Rod B. So uh, keep those coming. Appreciate them as we get you into the midweek. And a uh, lot to get to, a lot of headlines. Uh, let's get you caught up. News of the morning. Make sure you're fully aware as you get up and out give you a business services brings it to you we'll start on the 40 acres ut yesterday announced it's texas athletics hall of honor class of 2023 it features six men and five women who left their mark as texas longhorn student athletes they'll be inducted into that hall of honor september the 15th men's class features two players from the longhorn 2005 national championship football team wide receiver and kick returner Quan cosby great friend of our show offensive lineman jonathan scott Also going to be enshrined, it will also enshrine the former Texas golfer Jordan Spieth, the many-time major champion. David Denny, a member of the 1983 College World Series baseball team that won a national championship. Chris Kirshner, a former championship swimmer at UT. Class will also honor 1960s track and field star James Means Jr. The Austin High product was the first ever black athlete to compete at UT and in the Southwest Conference. He helped the Longhorns to conference titles in 1966 and 68 24th Women's Women's Hall of Honor class includes Beth Barr from Swimming and Diving, former basketball star Jamie Carey, former soccer star Kelly McDonald Freeman, as well as track and field champion Susan Schur and Gia Goonin, a three-time All-American rower at Texas. Longhorn football, more preseason accolades for the uh, team yesterday. Sophomore quarterback Quinn Yours named to the Manning Award preseason watch list. Manning Award sponsored by the All-State Sugar Bowl, honors the nation's top collegiate quarterback, while three Longhorns, three, (laughs) named the Lombardi Award watch list by the Rotary Club of Houston. Senior linebacker Jalen Ford, junior tight end Jatavion Sanders, and sophomore offensive lineman Kelvin Banks being watched by the the uh, Lombardi Award, folks. Major League Baseball, first place Rangers continue their torrid streak. Corey Seager, Homer twice, drove in five. The lead Rangers, Texas, to a 7-3 win over the sinking Angels. Jurors are 16-2 since the All-Star break. Their lead over second place Houston remains at 3 and a half. Astros rallied for a 6-5 win in goal, Miami. Goal. Kyle Tucker broke a 5-5 five, five tie in the 7s with a long home run. Yanner Diaz and Chaz McCormick also hit homers. Astros get the win Their Round Rock State hot. They open their series in Sugar Land with a 6-3 win. Good news for Houston in that game. Of course, those are the two AAA affiliates of Houston and Texas. Outfielder Michael Brantley finally began a rehab assignment. He hit a home run in his first at bat. The 36-year-old hasn't seen big league action since last June following shoulder surgery. And in soccer, the incredible Lionel Messi just keeps scoring goals. Enter Miami, keeps winning games. Messi ripped a shot from 30 yards past three Philadelphia Union defenders in the 20th minute last night to help lead his side to a 4-1 win and a spot in the inaugural League's Cup final. Messi's ninth goal in six matches with his new team came in front of a jam-packed crowd of more than 20,000 frenzied fans in South Philly. Tickets for the match were going for more than $1,000 on secondary markets.
2: This segment brought to you by UBO Business Services. Great people, great service, endless possibilities. That's UBO Business Services. Visit them at
0: ubeo.com.
2: Yeah, the uh, Lionel Messi <laughs> story is just unbelievable. And now the ticket sales oh. are just through the roof for any match that he ends up playing. This, this is actually still in the inter. They're still in this comf- this tournament. And now they're
1: playing for the this championship. In, yeah, this
2: in-season in- tournament they're having right now. Yeah,
1: between the MLS teams and the teams from Liga, Liga, Liga MX, oh, the, the Mexican league, the top Mexican league, playing the top teams from the MLS. Of course, Austin went two in barbecue in that. Austin yeah, FC went out in so, two games. Yes. They haven't played in a while. They're getting some rest. As soon as
2: this thing is over, then Austin FC will get back to playing yeah. actual games.
1: Yeah, yeah, they'll <laughs> get back. And uh, yeah, but it's amazing. I mean, it is. You know,
2: they may end up being the best team in MLS once you know. Once they start up MLS play once again with Messi, That's going to be phenomenal. And yeah. I heard the uh, subscriptions now for the Apple Plus MLS package. Or oh, now up the up. charts, <laughs> which he gets which a piece of. Up. Yeah, which he gets a piece of. The jersey sales are up, which he gets a piece of. Oh man, that's a that's a sweet deal for Messi. And uh, that might be. I mean, right now, I mean, that's you are looking at it. That's probably one of the biggest stories until the NFL gets going. Uh, that's probably one of the biggest stories in sports, if yeah. not the biggest story.
1: Well, it's just uh, it's 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 captivating. T- I got to check in with my brother. He lives in uh, Wilmington, Delaware. And that they, the Philadelphia Union plays in, in South Philadelphia in a town, that city called Chester, Chester, okay. PA, which is right between, because Wilmington, Delaware, my brother lives, is about 30 minutes from Philadelphia. So it'd be like San Marcos is okay. to Austin. And so they, they've been Philadelphia Union season ticket holders. Uh, but oh, his yeah. kids are both off, you know, his daughter plays soccer, so they're big soccer fans. I wonder if he tried to get to that match. I have to ask him. But mm. I mean, that would have been like 10 minutes north of his house. Oh, and yeah. Chester P. He made some good money off them tickets. Oh man! But uh,
2: Messi coming to town.
1: But you can just imagine what a scene it was just to have uh, Messi right there, um, you know, playing in your city, and the the town was packed. And he, you know, twenty minutes into the match, he just nails a thirty footer, a rocket. For a goal, place goes crazy. You know, everybody's there to root for the Philadelphia Union, and you no, know, they're not rooting for the Union, they're rooting for Messi.
2: Yeah, you you don't watch Messi. Yeah. I mean, that's, he's one of those athletes that you don't have to necessarily be a fan of soccer. You just gotta go out there and watch one of the goats. I, mean, I guess
1: the the only and you can make <laughs> comparison. I remember when Tiger Woods played here in the Dell match play, Dell Technologies match play, that was incredible. The scene was was amazing. The throng of fans is following Tiger. I think that's his only appearance on a course here in Central Texas, certainly in a competitive round. Mm. Uh, as in a, as a professional yeah uh but you know he may have played a collegiate round or something near here, but uh, back at Stanford, but you know, be like Michael Jordan coming here and playing actual games in his prime. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I'm with you. It's like like, like it's Michael Jordan joining like the, hard the to
2: have a comparison.
1: The Austin Spurs and the uh, G League or something and then just schooling those fools. Uh yeah. So I, I don't like because so I haven't
2: looked at all the schedule. I don't know when it happens n- next season or something. He's gonna play two years for Inter Miami, right? This season and next season. Yeah, well they'll pick back up once
1: this once the championship match is had, uh, you know, Inter Miami is in it. And remember when when Messi got there, they were the worst team. I mean, they're yeah, the worst they team in the MLS. Now, they're, to first now they're about to win this league's cup, the inaugural league's cup, or at least they're, they're they're going to be in the final. And then the the actual regular MLS season will pick back up, and then he'll start playing games for for Inter Miami against other MLS teams on their way. And we'll see if they can rise and and make themselves a playoffs team. And obviously Austin FC is trying to get back on track. And uh, they'll play a game coming up on the 21st, so in about six days, they'll be back on the pitch as well. But yeah, what a scene in uh, Chester, PA last night. Pretty darn cool as we get this cranked up. We've got a uh, lot to do on the program this morning to get you up over the hump. Go behind the burn orange curtain coming up bottom mm-hmm. of the hour. Texas football talk, 17 days to the start of the season. Ties, Rangers are red hot. How about 16-2 about and two for the Rangers since the All-Star break? I talked yesterday about really? the moves Chris Young, their general manager, made right before the trade deadline mm-hmm. to... Not just you know boost the roster, but boost the morale, the, the the locker room. Hey, we're we're all in here, guys, and they have really picked it up for manager Bruce Bochy. Sixteen and two, and that's why if you're an Astros fan, you just can't gain any ground. They don't ever never lose. I mean, uh, eighteen games, you know, sixteen wins, and three and a half game lead on the Astros, which uh, the Astros fought for a win last night. They beat Miami six to five, but still three and a half Rangers are looking really good.
2: Yeah, I mean they're rolling right now, and man, Corey Seager is. Oh man. And he's killing it. It's uh he really is. He has right now if you look at Corey Seeger, if you go look at his stats, no shortstop right now, maybe playing better baseball than Corey Seeger. Um he 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 now has sixty nine RBIs in his last sixty-six games. And he has twenty two home runs and seventy three RBIs in his seventy seven games played. Uh and that is <laughs> a hundred and fifty-four game pace. For uh, forty-four home runs and one hundred forty-six RBI, one hundred forty-six RBIs batting three
1: hundred and fifty. He had four hit, three hits <laughs> last week, batting three hundred and fifty. Yeah, Corey Seager is an unbelievable <laughs> player. <laughs> that is, yeah, he's. I mean,
2: he, he's his slash line is up there with Shohei Otani. Yeah, it's, <laughs> like it's
1: it's actually better. Well, now if he pitched and had 10 wins on the pitcher's money, he could be would... <laughs> the MVP. He could be the MVP, but that's going to go to Shohei. But, uh, yeah, Rangers, you know, he's not going to win the MVP. Nobody's going to win that. It's going to be Shohei's award. But at the same time, he's having an MVP year. The 29-year-old is just such a stud. The big free agent signing of two off-seasons ago. The thing you don't mm. realize about Corey Seager, and I heard, I was watching the TV broadcast last night, and they were talking to, to Bruce Bochy about him, and the, the only comparison he could make as a hitter was to Tony Gwynn. But Tony Gwynn.
2: <laughs> That's a hell of a comparison.
1: Right. Just the way he keeps the bat in the zone and, he, you know, like a magic wand in his hand is such a great hitter. And, of course, Bruce Bochy, you know, remembers vividly playing with and being around Tony Gwynn. Well, the thing about Corey Seager is he's like 6'5". five. Yes. This guy's a big dude playing mm-hmm. short stuff. What a great athlete. What a great great pickup for them. Always been a stud. His brother's a stud, too, in Major League Baseball. But, yeah, he's, he's, he's helping to carry that Ranger lineup. And he and Marcus Simeon I know the Rangers paid a lot for those two guys, but those they are both living up to every dollar. Because Simeon, remember when Seager was hurt during the the, the first part of the year, it mm. was Marcus Simeon that was really, you know, yeah. helping to, to lead and, and and ignite that offense at the top of the order. And now Seager and he go back to back at one and two, and then you get Adolis Garcia and uh, Garver, Jonah Himes back in the lineup, which is great. Zeke Duran continues to hit. So yeah, we know the Rangers can hit. Now the acquisition of Max Serger and last night's starting pitcher Jordan uh, Montgomery—they're—they're uh, their, their well, deep. He also
2: their... picked up right.
1: Yeah, <laughs> he, well, he had six—you know, six, you know, nine strikeouts last night. Montgomery had got the win as the Angels continue to fade in the AL West. So, um, good yeah, stuff. The
2: yeah, Astros, like I said, Astros—they. You know, they, they're not playing bad, and they still haven't played their best baseball, and that's what Dusty Baker's still waiting on. Um, but, man, don't wait too long because the Rangers. <laughs> well,
1: they just got to get in, right? The Rangers.
2: Well, right it's... now, Just I think a lot of Astros fans were hoping the Astros would make a move, and they still could because you still got that series in, you know, at the Gulf coming up later on uh, this weekend. season. But, man, the Rangers, they're not giving up that top spot. You're gonna have to come take it. Going to come take it. You got to come take it from them. They giving it up.
1: It might mean those head-to-head matchups, those just three more. And as I mentioned yesterday, the statistics would tell you that the Rangers have the toughest schedule remaining. Their opponents have the highest win percentage of the contenders. The Astros have the third easiest on the road. So there's still a shot. But yes, I mean, as long as the Rangers keep winning ball games, it doesn't really matter. But uh, And the Angels, man, it's just a shame. They're now three games under 500 and didn't trade Shohei. Um, what a mess that organization is right now because they're not going to make the postseason at this point. And now the question becomes, can they keep Shohei Otani? He's going to win the MVP, but then he's going to be the biggest ticket-free agent in the, the history of Major seen. League
2: Baseball, yeah. Maybe in maybe that, honestly, m- major, pro, major pro sports is seen here. Yeah, North American major pro sports. So, I would just Since say it's Messi. a good thing that the Saudis
1: yeah. don't play baseball. <laughs> He's still making an offer.
2: Yeah. He's still making a random offer. We just hear a, offer a billion dollars.
1: Yeah, yeah. Just, you want a billion, Shirley? a billion. We'll, we'll make a I, league for you. we am I going to play?
2: We'll call it the Shohei League. Right, we'll figure Shirley, it out. Shirley,
1: can you play cricket?
2: <laughs> hey, we... Crickets? Yeah, it's, a fast, uh, it's a fast, it's fast rising sport, especially in America. Throw that well, out there. Cricket's
1: the second most popular sport in the world.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Cricket. They're actually trying to set up, uh, you know, leagues here in North America. A bunch of American leagues for cricket. They're trying to grow the league here in America. Those
0: games are like six hours long. Though.
2: Are they really? I've never watched I've that. i have had the games
0: where game. it's gone on like the whole day, and then they have to come back to the next day and finish it. Yeah. Well, it's, a weird, it's a weird That's
2: a thing?
1: It's
0: weird That's a thing, weird, that's a yeah. thing in a
2: sport? Yeah, okay.
0: it is
1: Wow It's not it's not, right. it's
0: not. like a television show like
1: the NFL You know what yeah, I'm saying?
2: That, that, that's, uh, Americans but, ain't going to do it We just have to shorten baseball games And that's
1: America's pastime Yeah. Because <laughs> America's like, nah, our yeah. attention spans aren't built yeah, it, for it, that it. It, Yeah, it. 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 I mean, it's, I mean it's cricket, <laughs> cricket's got two and a half billion fans worldwide But most of them India and that area But, uh, you know we'll I don't see. think there's but, a time limit I'm just saying for Shohei, I'm glad that the PIF doesn't put There's no baseball because yeah, uh, he's going make... to be a six hundred, seven hundred million dollar kind of contract man. I don't know who's going to pay that for Shohei Ohtani, but um, same time, it's going to be fun to watch this offseason. But unfortunately, we won't get to watch Shohei Ohtani in the postseason, playing in the biggest of the games. Because by the time they get Mike Trout back, not going to matter. Uh, they're they're done.
2: Well, the 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 PIF just needs to buy a baseball team, and <laughs> then they can go after yes. Ohtani. Well, and but they, they would want. still
1: have to play with the luxury tax. Yeah, no, exactly. And, well, well they may
2: not care about.
1: <laughs> I don't think the uh, remember the owners would have to vote.
2: They have to vote on that. I mean, honestly, the NFL has already discussed it, and they're like, "Well, we can't totally rule it out. Can't rule it out. We can't they want to come in. Team... They want to come in and say, offer twenty billion dollars of team. We might just say, yeah, you know might what? Have to take
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> might have to take that. <laughs> now they would have to play by our own, our salary <laughs> to by, cap. Yeah. They have to play by our salary cap. Yeah,
2: the NFL has a hard cap, so it won't be yeah, any. Yeah. Can't mess the NBA actually now with their new CBA, they're getting a harder
1: cap too actually yeah which is which is going to affect the james harden situation It'll, it's going to affect uh, a lot big actually. time james harden trying to play hardball but this yeah, you're right about that the 2024 cba or the new cba goes into into play this this summer 2023 and james harden's going to be fined a lot of money if he tries mm-hmm. to not play for the philadelphia 76ers but that's to come hey can i can i run through these with you rod coming up we'll go behind the burn orange curtain talk texas football let's do it also some uh, ian rodby facts of the day But uh, based on the AP poll being released on Monday, I have now pulled the best 10 matchups for college football in 2023. Best 10 games. And we'll go in calendar order. Okay? Calendar order from the start to the finish. And this is based on the AP poll. So where they're ranked, uh, best 10 matchups. First one would be Labor Day weekend. While the Astros are playing the Rangers up in Arlington, the Longhorns will be hosting Rice. But Florida State at number 8 will face LSU number 5. In the neutral site game, September the 3rd. Biggest game of the first weekend.
2: Yeah, that's supposed to. I mean, Florida State, they, they're they in a conversation, much like Texas, about whether that brand is back or not and ready to compete at a high level. Yeah, A lot of people believe that this is a crucial year for Florida State. So Two
1: dynamic returning starting quarterbacks in that game, Jaden Daniels and Jordan Travis. You know, Brett McMurphy, the longtime college football writer who now works with Stadium.com and Action Sports, I saw he he put out and revealed his AP Top 25 ballot that He put it, he put, uh, because every media member votes on that, that has a vote. And he has Florida State ranked third. So Brett McMurphy and others really high on Florida State. Um, You know, Jaden Daniels and LSU with Brian Kelly year two. That's a huge game in the non con. The winner, you know, gets a big, not, you know, big win to put on their resume ahead of their conference slate. And certainly if, if Florida State were able to beat LSU again. Uh, going into the ACC, which is which is probably a little bit easier conference than uh, the SEC for yeah. LSU, Florida State could be in, in a good spot. Then, of course, September the 9th, biggest games of college football season. Number eleven Texas traveling to number four Alabama.
2: Agreed. Oh, that's it's that's where it should be. <laughs> a lot of everybody's high. That'll be a game that'll show you if this Texas team is actually. For real. Well a lot of hype and we'll see if the uh, the hype is um is actually hype that should be uh something that Texas can
1: live up to. And they will certainly have Alabama's attention after playing them to within a one point game last year without Quinn Ewers, right? For most of the game. Uh Quinn Ewers was looking great, then gets hurt in the first quarter, and Texas still had the lead into the fourth quarter and lost that game twenty to nineteen. Last
2: time the last two times Texas has played Alabama, they've lost their starting, starting quarterback.
1: quarterback. Oh, Colt McCoy. <laughs> Gotta
2: yeah, hopefully, do a little better next time. With yeah, the, man. Yeah, the mojo. Uh,
1: that's number two on the list. That's September nine, so that's the biggest game of weekend two. Biggest game of weekend four of the college football season is also a top ten matchup. Florida State, after playing LSU in week one, mm. will go to Clemson September the twenty third. Rod B.
2: Depends on how it goes in week one as to whether this is still a top ten matchup. Too.
1: How about the ACC's game of the year could come week week four September twenty third. It's a huge game in the ACC, no doubt. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Cade Klubnik. Yeah, Cade Klubnik, starting quarterback for Clemson. Yeah, and, and as, you just, as you just said, if Florida State were to beat LSU,
2: ooh, that hype's going to be. Yeah, that, that could end up being a you know top top five matchup. Depending on how that works out. All right, where Clemson is uh,
1: now, for whatever. The, 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 so the, we move into October now, and I have to put Texas and Oklahoma. Right? Number 11 and number 20, October 7th. That's one of the biggest games of the year every year. Yeah. And it, the Big 12 typically gets underrated and underranked in the preseason. That's 11 and 20, but that's October. That's a huge game. Huge game.
2: Yeah. And Oklahoma, I don't, I'm not familiar with their non conference schedule, but they should Nobody. be
1: undefeated. Exactly.
2: Nobody. By the time they play Texas. Yeah. Okay. Now, whether Texas is undefeated, I don't, that Bama game, we'll see. Mm. If they are undefeated, that matchup is going to be extremely hyped up, but yeah, still should be a. They match up with some national title implications.
1: Also in October, uh, Rod and Matt, biggest games of the year in college football now that the AP poll is out. By ranking, uh, you've got, on October 21st, you have two huge games. number 7 Penn State and number 3 Ohio State. That's sexy. In Columbus, big-time game. Penn State, uh, they typically come up small in those huge games against the Buckeyes. This Um, James
2: Franklin, he's got that that reputation now.
1: (laughs) He (laughs) he can't
2: win the big game.
1: The, the Penn State has beaten the Buckeyes once in the last decade, and have won in Columbus since 2011. There you go. But their preseason ranked seven, Ohio State three, and then that same day, Alabama will host Tennessee, a number 12 in the country.
2: Yeah, Tennessee. And Tennessee. You know they were down for a long time. They recently just started to ascend and show some promises of program, and I like it. But I wonder if it. Maybe overhyped. They've been recruiting like gangbusters, though. That's why they're right now ranked as well, high as they are.
1: Perfect timing and segue coming up at uh, nine thirty this morning. We'll preview Tennessee as our thirteenth-ranked team in our Ian Rod B. Horn top twenty countdown. Yeah, Had K State yesterday, had Notre Dame on Monday. Today it's Tennessee, so we have them at thirteen. Uh, AP poll has them at 12.
2: And they're right there with Texas. They're right around the same place. 12, 11.
1: Right outside the top ten. We'll get that huge conversation going and find out more about Josh Heupel's team. Of course, remember they beat Alabama last year. One of Alabama's two losses on the last play of the game. But then Hendon Hooker, their quarterback, got hurt. Tore his ACL. Yeah. Who knows where they could have gone. But that game is October 21st. Then on November 4th, there are two huge matchups. LSU. At Alabama. Right now, that's number five versus number four in the AP poll.
2: And Alabama's on here a lot.
1: Yes. It's Alabama. Texas. But some people think it's going to be a da-
2: down year for Alabama. Some people believe this could be the year where things slide. And when we say by slide, we mean win 10 games instead of 12, 15, <laughs> yeah, right, 13. 13, or 14. Yeah, yeah, that's what we mean by slide. Because they got a new OC, new DC, and still nobody knows who the quarterback's going to be except for Nick Saban. Nick Saban probably knows. Nick Saban probably knows.
1: Also on so that's LSU Alabama, November fourth, and of course Alabama lost at LSU last year on the last play of the game, mm, too.
2: The revenge tour, revenge for, tour for, for Alabama for huh?
1: Nick Saban. Also November the fourth that same day, the biggest game on the West Coast this year is number ten, Washington at number six USC. That's a monster game, yeah. top ten matchup. If
2: anybody's gonna stop USC in the Pac twelve, it's gotta be Washington or maybe UCLA. I'm trying to think who's or Utah. Utah beat them last right, year. Utah. And they're
1: last year now in the Pac twelve. Yeah. Well, a lot of ball most well, of the Pac twelve last year. <laughs> last year in everybody. Everybody. You at Washington, USC. Yeah. Pac- yeah they're all gone. It's a going the around party going to the in the Pac
2: twelve this year.
1: Yeah, the preview of the new Big Ten <laughs> <laughs> with Washington and USC. Caleb Williams against Michael Penix Jr. That's a sexy quarterback matchup. Right? Uh, we
2: all saw him last year in the Alamo Bowl, man. He's the real deal. And they throw it really well all over the yard.
1: Also November the eleventh, you've got number two Michigan at Penn State. So Penn State goes to Columbus, but then they host Michigan. Michigan might have the best team in the Big Ten this year, hmm. uh, and maybe one of the best teams in the country. Ranked at number two, you asked Jim Harbaugh. Harbaugh. He says it's stacked. He, he definitely
2: believes it's his best team at Michigan, and reportedly he won't have to serve any suspension at all for any games. He reportedly right now he's going to end up coaching all the games.
1: Last two of the biggest games now that the AP poll is out. Uh, number November eighteenth, number one Georgia is at number twelve Tennessee. So Tennessee's on here a couple of times. We'll preview them as our number thirteen team today, and then November twenty fifth, of course, in Ann Arbor. Number two, Michigan. Number three, Ohio State. So you
2: got Georgia on here just one time, I think, huh?
1: Yeah, Georgia's schedule favorable. Oh, that ain't good. <laughs> that ain't that ain't good.
2: That ain't... Well, that's why we've had our college football. <laughs> How the insiders, hell did that happen?
1: <laughs> uh, well, welcome to the SEC, and uh, you know, wow. But, but, and so... again, this is not based on my opinion. This well, is it's based more on, about the SEC yeah,
2: East is more what it's about.
1: Well, and it's also – this was based on the preseason AP ranking. Yeah. So Georgia – Well, we are just talking
2: about like the matchups. So you're talking about best matchups. I'm just saying Georgia doesn't have a lot of great matchups because
1: of the SEC East. Yeah. (laughs) Right now. Because they're not ranked in the top top 15.
2: So just thought that that makes sense. But, yeah, that's – I said, if Georgia has a favorable schedule, then like God like, help like us.
1: Georgia on September 16th will play at South Carolina, which could be a a tough game. Really? Um, well, well, not for well, Georgia. Not for Georgia. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, Tough
2: game um, for others.
1: Just well, Sean Beamer, their Georgia. head coach. I mean, they they remember they won four straight to end the year. South Carolina. We don't have them ranked. They but, got Spencer Rattler coming back, and they beat Tennessee, and they beat Clemson. Kind of, they kind of upset the Final Four apple cart. South Carolina okay. did with those upset wins, taking out Tennessee, taking out Clemson, okay. uh, late in the year. But again, that's Georgia is going to be heavily favored. Uh, Georgia at also play at Auburn September thirtieth. Okay. That you know that could Auburn unranked presents some problems with the uh, the blind side himself, you Freeze. Yeah, back coach. He'll have Auburn. a good
2: game plan ready to go. At least they
1: play at Jacksonville in the cocktail party against Florida, who are not ranked right now. Uh, Ole Miss. They it's, play November, November 11th. That's a, that, that should be a tough one. And then the one I just mentioned, that Tennessee, November 18th. That's,
2: that's it. A, that's a favorable schedule. That is very favorable. Yes, it is. For
1: Versus LSU? Yeah,
2: no. But anybody in the Alabama? SEC West. I would say anybody in the SEC West, pretty
1: much. Well, that's why the odds are favoring Georgia even replacing Stetson Bennett. Yes. Three in a
2: row, which hadn't been done since, what, the 40s?
1: 30s. Great Depression, Minnesota. The Gophers? And I mentioned this earlier this week, but, you know, the last two teams that had a look at programs that had a look at three in a row, it was Texas that derailed it. Remember, it was Nebraska in the 90s going for three straight, and Texas beat them in the Big 12 championship game as 21-point underdogs, the first then USC. Big 12 championship, then USC hmm. at the Rose Bowl. That would have been three in a row for USC. Longhorns have been the derailer.
2: The derailer? That sounds like an adult entertainment film.
1: Oh. <laughs> the derailer. Derailer to the 3P. <laughs> You know, maybe it's the Longhorns in Georgia for an natty this year. Uh, I don't know. That's, a, that's wishful thinking. But uh, they'd have to—because someone's got to beat Georgia. If it's not going to be three in a row, I don't know that's going to be. Somebody's got to beat Georgia. All right. There we yeah, go. Upset the apple cart. Uh, there's a little soccer. By the way, live action right now, the uh, the Women's World Cup semifinals going on. England is up 2-1 on Australia. Just scored. Win, well, just scored in the 70th minute. Uh, so England leads Australia, the home country, 2-1. The winner of this match will face Spain. In Sunday's Women's World Cup final. We'll be back. We'll pick it up. Rod will take us behind the Burn Orange Curtain. Ian Rod B. Facts of the day before the top of the hour. We're jam packed on a Wednesday. Glad you're with us.
0: Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, Austin's all sports leader, The Horn. Yeah,
1: we'll keep you posted on that uh, England Australia Women's World Cup semifinal. If you don't want it spoiled, then because you're going to watch it later, then, you know, earmuffs. Earmuffs. You can do spoiler alert. Live radio. You can do spoiler spoiler you, alert. You, we're in the seventy-sixth minute right now.
2: Yeah.
1: And uh, England. By the way, these are the two co-host countries because uh, Australia hosts, but England is a, considered a co-host of the Women's World Cup twenty twenty-three. And spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Two to one. Two to one right now. Uh, winner
0: plays Spain. Why are they considered a co-host?
1: Uh, I don't know. I just read that.
0: I don't, that's what it said. Because, <laughs> that's What is it? Because Australia used to be a yes, I think English so. English prison. Country. I think so. I think so.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe Australia wasn't capable of putting it on by themselves. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But, there you uh, go.
2: Todd you know. dropping in the facts, baby. I like that. <laughs> With
1: the facts, uh, we will hear Lionel Messi's <laughs> latest goal coming up uh, in our Ian Rodby Facts of the Morning. A thirty footer. Uh, he's got nine goals in six matches now for Inter-Miami, which is pretty incredible.
2: It's like LeBron planning in the G League. Yeah, it is. I mean,
1: it's just, yeah.
2: It's like your Patrick Mahomes going to play in the XFL. He's just out there just playing with – it's like men amongst boys. Yeah,
1: And I remember the one time Michael Jordan actually came to Central Texas. He was down at Texas State, and he was doing like a hey. basketball camp. It was Southwest Texas at the time. And I remember it being a, pretty much a, a phenomenon here. I mean, the place went crazy. I, that's what I would compare it to because that's – when you, when you consider Lionel Messi has nearly 500 million Instagram followers, I mean, it's a global sensation. And, you know, that's why the Apple Plus subscriptions have gone through the roof because people all over the world.
2: Yeah, like Or you subscribing so they can. Yeah, just so I can watch Messi. Yeah. If he's going to play for, for uh, 10 minutes, I'll watch it for 10 minutes. Well, he's that's playing, right. Even if... And it's worth it for me, yeah. yeah that's where he's playing, <laughs> that's where I'm watching. Yep. No, you're right. He's getting a piece of it. It's a beautiful thing.
1: 17 days to the start of the season for the Longhorns. We'll run through some more of those biggest games of the upcoming year. I broke down the Big 12 schedule, Rod, the biggest Big 12 games of the year based on the AP poll and what the preseason ranking suggests. But right now, Let's go behind that burnt orange curtain with R.B.
0: And they were all asking themselves the same question. What is behind that curtain?
2: All right. Uh, Thanks to my man Ty, too, for the upgrade on the behind the burnt orange curtain intro. Uh, Get you in uh, in the spirit to talk about some Texas football. Um, All right. So we got to go back to the Steve Sarkeesian media availability from uh, earlier this week when he was talking about Arch Manning, and he dropped a little nugget that I think is worth us discussing. Uh, so here's the audio of Sark giving the recap on Arch Manning's performance, and I'm sure by now you've probably heard this little nugget, but he drops uh, <laughs> a little factoid about Arch Manning's uh, performance that really is quite mind-blowing. Here's Steve Sarkisian.
0: A couple of plays with his legs, you know, had a had a third down scramble early in the scrimmage. Uh, to an extended drive
1: uh, on a third and long and then had a on another third and long had a long touchdown run right down the middle um, where like we're talking the defense we we, we want to play more man coverage um, we want to affect the quarterback right um, but when you do that and the defenders all have their backs turned guarding their guarding their man and you get out of your rush lanes an athletic guy like arch can can go split it I and mean, he showed a I think he hit 20, 20 miles an hour, which was pretty impressive. He didn't even know he could go 20 miles an hour, so that uh, was a nice play by him.
2: He didn't know nobody knew he could go 20 miles per hour, uh, being clocked with the. They have uh different devices now, body monitors that they actually can track almost can work as speedometers that can track the guy's speed and MPHs.
1: Can I can I say one thing on that because I see. I saw Kyler Murray. So people are, are on that's, social media are mo- mocking. Well, the that's, guys. What that's
2: what I'm getting into right oh, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah That's what I'm, I'm going. Perfect, all right, perfect. thank you. <laughs> i because I went to Next Gen Stats. All right, because I wanted to look at the top, basically their list because they've been tracking this. They top the top twenty speeds for ball carriers each week. You can go check it out for yourself and go look at it each week for offensive players. They go track uh, MPHs and top you know speeds for different ball carriers, and so. Since 2021, they've been doing this. Each week they go top 20 ball carriers in terms of their MPHs and their their speed on the field. And sometimes like a guy like Justin Fields, he appeared on the top 20 list 15 times over the last two years. Now, that can be in the same game. That can be three or four in the same game because he ended up reaching top speeds for a ball carrier. Now, I just went and looked at quarterbacks. I didn't look at all the other positions because we're paying attention to quarterbacks here because Arch Manning is a quarterback, and I wanted to get some perspective and comparison. So he was on the list uh, 15 times on that top 20 list. And they, remember, they do it, like I said, every week in the NFL. Jalen Hurts was second among quarterbacks. He had six appearances on the list. Murray um, was third with five. Uh, Lamar Jackson was fourth, actually, with just two, which was actually shocking to me. Um, Justin Fields had the fastest times for quarterbacks over the last two years. In average, he his average was 20.2 miles per hour on his 15 listed runs. Um, his max was 21.2. Uh, Lamar Jackson maxed out at 20.4 miles per hour since the start of 2021. His average time was 20.03. Jalen Hurts maxed out at 20. 20.5 miles per hour. His average was 20.1 miles per hour. Josh Allen. Um, he maxed out at 20.3 miles per hour max. Sorry, his, his average His maxed out at 20.3. His average was 20.09. Daniel Jones maxed out at 20.07. His average 19.8. The point being. Um I think we all underestimated the athleticism mm-hmm. of Arch Manning because essentially 20 miles per hour, if the information and data is accurate, I'm not questioning it. I'm just I think we're all surprised by the number. If it is accurate, then Arch Manning is indeed the most athletic of the Mannings, would make sense because Cooper, reportedly, was the most athletic of the Mannings. He was a wide receiver. He was the one that could actually run run. So maybe pass that down in the gene pool to Arch. So you're would,
1: telling me he's running as fast as Jalen Hurts.
2: That's what that's yeah. what that's what Sark is telling us. And I would <laughs> have Jackson. I would have had a follow up if I was a member of the media. Like, hey, say, so, hey, what? Excuse me. Uh, well, how fast is Xavier Worthy running out there? What does your speedometer say about him at his top speed? What about the, he did run away from the DBs? He had a 55 or 70 plus yard run. But there you go, guys. So just to give you a comparison, like I just gave it to you, top speed for Arch is similar to the top speed of. Lamar Jackson. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, when well, I was exactly gonna... look at look at, at Titans, there's just no way. <laughs>
2: Hey, your eyes, man. Uh, what is your What do your eyes say? No, this is like the magic bullet theory, right? The magic. I've bullet never theory. seen him
1: live. I've never seen Arch Manning. <laughs> I've never seen him or play live.
2: I would love to see it now. No, I need to see. No, I need to see him race like some guys on the team. Okay, yeah. if
0: he was that fast, he'd be looking like Messi does in MLS <laughs> when he was playing private school ball in, in Louisiana. Hey, baller man. <laughs> he didn't. Well, he and, what I was
1: going to say about Kyler Murray is something because people are. Mo- he's athletic. Well, he's athletic. No, no. I'm talking about no. on social media. Oh, okay, people are <laughs> snapping these pictures of these guys wearing what appears to be a sport. Sports bra right and guys are wearing them that's the that's the uh the oh apparatus. that's the device that's yes. the device that's yes. measuring that can all monitor these... your
2: vital signs and yes, everything so it looks like yeah, a sports
1: yeah. bra but they wear yeah. it under their pads and that's what's measuring all these Yeah, things it measures right? oxygen levels yes. and all
2: that kind of stuff so, so basically start can say our guys are depleted of oxygen in the fourth quarter we need to make sure right. they have more oxygen that kind of i mean stuff.
0: they're completely yeah. mo- and that's what is doing yeah. it it's like a, it does look like a lady sports well bra. they have they have ones that do do that and then they have ones that are just literally like like a sports bra. Well,
1: that's usually why <laughs> guys are wearing that. Unless they've got man boobs or something. <laughs> but that's what that is. And so, you know, when you see a guy wearing
0: that, uh, an athlete wearing that, that's, that's typically what it, is. What it yeah. is. Somehow that's swag now. I don't understand.
1: Well, because they're you know, it's high tech. It's high tech. Well, well, yeah, it's just, I mean, yeah, I don't uh, understand,
0: uh, but they think it looks cool.
2: They do think it looks cool. I think it looks cool if it's all under your pads and under everything. I don't want
1: to... Yeah, once you take it off, well, you...
2: Yeah, I don't think it looks cool that's what by itself, like a like sports bra. <laughs>
1: There was a picture snapped of Kyler Murray and people. <laughs> saying, Why is Kyler Murray a sports bra? Uh, it's and that is the monitor.
2: Good point. Yeah, I, I saw that meme. <laughs> yeah, and they put him next to like a, a the dude like that was like, like cross-dressed, Brandy or Chastain something. or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, you're right about that. But that's Sark threw that number out there, 20 miles per hour. And yeah, guys, I just gave you the numbers for the NFL. I'm sure they're using very similar technology. It's sure. Texas, so. That, I'm just surprised how athletic Arch is. You know what? And Sark always says this. He doesn't major in quarterback run game. He's really He really kind of mocks quarterback run game. It's just, he says that's something we minor in, but we don't major in it. Uh, when Arch it becomes a starting quarterback, whenever that is, not saying it needs to be this year or even next year, whenever that is, he's going to have to break out some quarterback run game. If this dude is running 20 miles per hour, 20 MPHs, come on, guys.
1: I would also say that uh... – that's that's probably why you said yesterday. Why did anybody track him down? Well, if he was running twenty miles an hour. <laughs> they're not tracking. Lamar Jackson doesn't get caught either.
2: That is wow. That reminds me of when Colt ran away from the Texas and MDBs. I mean, it was yeah. similar. I, I just didn't expect him to throw out the twenty mphs. And they did the. And we'll go over this a little bit later on too. Bruce Feldman does his freaks, his annual freaks list of college football. Oh, is that out? Yes, and oh, I know you you like that a lot I love too. That you list. can go check that out. Um, and he, there's a long one on the list. Ooh. You want to guess the Longhorn that's on the list before you go there and check it out? Guess the Longhorn that's on the freak list.
1: Tie you to guess. And typically, Bruce Feldman gets this through strength conditioning coaches. Yeah, he gets all the times that the yeah yeah he talks to the, to the SIDs and and strength conditioning coaches. Longhorn on the freak list. Freak, freak list. Sanders.
2: That's a good guess. It's not. That is a great guess. That's who I probably would have guessed. Byron Murphy. Byron Murphy is it? Oh, Byron right. Murphy the second. Nice. Go, all right. Byron Murphy is on the freaks list. It said. Um, The Longhorns definitely have gotten a lot better in the trenches on Steve Sarkeesian's watch. And the The 6'1", 308-pounder is a good example of why uh, the junior had 26 tackles and three tackles for loss last year. He has been clocked at 18 miles per hour on the GPS. Is he Aaron Donald now? Had a team-best 455-pound front squat and power clean 375 pounds and could have gone a lot heavier, but UT Director of uh, Football Performance, Tory Becton, shut him down. Said. So there you go, 18 miles per hour. So I guess he's running there. with a, His team is really fast, I guess. Their speed. <laughs> he's got 308 pounds. That's, that is impressive. He's over 300 pounds and ran 18 miles per hour. That's pretty good. That's a special kind of freak.
1: That is a freak. And uh, remember, number one on that list last year for Bruce Feldman was the Cowboys' first-round draft pick, Mozzie Smith. Yeah, because his power. The power and speed mm-hmm. combo and just how strong he was. And well, of course, the Cowboys took him in the first round.
2: Well, Arch is going to be on this list in like three years, <laughs> yeah, two be, years,
1: because he's running 20 I've seen the picture with, <laughs> with, his, the uh, with the abs that they, with all the quarterbacks. He's pretty well put together now. Yeah. He's running as fast as uh, Lamar Jackson, <laughs> uh, according to Sark. So there you go. There's behind the BOC. Uh, first time, we'll hit it again on our five hours of fun this morning. We'll also get some Ian Rodby facts of the day coming up. Uh, talking Rangers and their hot streak. and the Astros track them down? Rangers got to lose some games, Control. but that's going to happen. Plus, Lionel Messi did it again last night on the south side of Philadelphia. Details coming.
0: Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, Austin's all-sports leader, The Horn.
1: He said Usain Bolt's top speed was around 28 miles an hour. Oh, yeah. Hold. Oh, no,
2: insane. But I believe he was insane.
1: Went, Bolt, yeah.
2: You maybe he went to the NFL, I believe it was a combine or one of their like fan events. And he ran the 40. You can go look at it in like sandals, <laughs> there's like some slip on shoes. And I believe he ran a 42, if I'm not mistaken. I gotta go look it up. Yeah, it was crazy. It was, he just did it on the spot. Like I thought, everybody thought he was gonna decline. He was like, "No, nah, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm the fastest human being on the planet."
1: Yeah, he was. <laughs> right? You know, and then the texter says twenty eight miles an hour. That doesn't. I watched him run. It looks like he's running twenty eight miles an hour.
2: It does, and and strangely <laughs> enough, he's built. He's almost like the, his his mechanics. I think he had like scoliosis, if I'm not mistaken, like early on in his youth. And so his yeah, go look it up. And he's actually a lot taller and longer than sprinters are supposed to be. Essentially, what they always say about bumblebees, like basically they uh, they defy uh, science a little bit mechanics because they actually the wings are. Too small to to be able to you know allow for flight for such a big massive body and frame. Um, he's kind of like that too. His big massive body and frame. You're not supposed to be able to run as fast as he does, but he does. He kind does. of defies the the mechanics of and the science
1: of running. Oh well, he, he no, I, that, I, he's one of those that just looks like it. You watch him run like I've never seen anybody run so fast. I mean, he just bl- like a blur. It's pretty unbelievable. Yeah,
2: he ran a yeah. E, I I think it was a four two two. Oh. I think he's already ran. Indeed. He said it in my sweats. He ran in some well, sweats. Well, your favorite
1: player growing up, Deion Sanders, <laughs> is that way, too. When you would see Deion Sanders run, you're like, okay. It was he's, effortless. He's so fast. He was floating. <laughs> yeah,
2: he was floating. So it was like, dude, is he is he touching the ground? It's like, yeah, yeah
1: I'm with you. It's unbelievable. And sometimes watching Tyree Hill play for the Dolphins or the Chiefs. He's got some of that. Same kind of thing. Like, golly, he's like, n- no one runs that fast. And, and then, then Tyree Hill puts the quick on top of it, right? He's got the. He does.
2: He's just as fast. He is quick, which those guys are a nightmare to cover. Yeah, because he, he can
1: cut without slowing down.
2: Oh, man. So
1: he's. he's evading you, but he's not slowing down at all. He's just going right by you. Right. Somebody
0: somebody said Usain Bolt got the Forrest Gump syndrome.
1: Oh, no. <laughs>
0: Magic legs. Magic legs. <laughs> huh? He does. I somebody mean. Go
2: ahead. No, I just I think he was the fastest man in the because usually that's a fleet, that's a, it's something that's fleeting. Being the fastest man in the world is like being the funniest man in the world or when, you're not going to have that title for long. Somebody will come and you know, usurp you at one point. Um, he was the fastest man in the world, I think, for the longest time span. Cause he went to like multiple Olympics and and won the hundred yard dash. That, that hundred yard. People don't. How re- old am I? Hundred meter.
0: <laughs> People don't remember sprinters that often. Yeah, he's the only. I mean, that's he, a great in point. Modern history, he's the only one I can. Well, and I think just out. think that's you know, a great point. Well, track
1: and field was kind of the uh, genesis of of the Olympics, right? And to me, the, one of the genesis uh, genesis of sports is speed. Who's fastest? Who can run from here to there faster? That's that's we the all beginning of competition. We all did it at a beginning at, of a, as a age. kid. Yeah,
2: like, <laughs> I, mean, I can beat you. You can beat me. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> I
1: mean, you start. That, that's your your beginning of competition. You're it a, really is. I mean, how many times did I, my brother? Let's race to the light pole, right? You, you'd be walking down a sidewalk and okay, take off, and you'd race to the light pole. I mean, that's that's, that's a, the coolest kid in elementary that. school. The fastest kid at the playground. Yeah, that's right. You did. Gets the most girls. Field day and forty hey. yards. Yeah, field day and whatnot. Hey, I'll be, so, I was that uh, guy at one point. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you were right. <laughs> I was never as fast as you. I guarantee you that. Can we get, I can always throw a ball real far though.
2: There that you go. A, oh, that also helps too. I can always s- throw a ball. Simple
1: we, competition. The one thing I used to always become runner up in at field day was the softball toss. Mm-hmm. Like throwing the softball. You know who I would lose to in the elementary school? The great Sam Adams who went on to play football at. Like uh, big D Lyman? Big D Lyman oh. Sam Adams. And, and Sam Adams went to my elementary school and then middle school and then high school. Actually, we had we went to separate middle schools, but then re-engaged back in high school in Houston. And Sam went on to play 15 years in the NFL and won the Lombardi Award at Texas A and M. He was unbelievable. Well, Sam went Sam went on to like set state records in the shot put. Uh, you know? Oh yeah, no, he was a hell of an athlete. Oh, unbelievable! His, he was, and he proved it to us. And He's yeah. Unblockable, isn't he? and so that's why would lose to. I'd, I'd always be runner up in the softball. Ain't no saving that. No. Ain't no saving that. No well, same I, at all. I used bro. to work all summer trying to get. Another couple feet, and uh, can never beat <laughs> old Big Sam.
2: Uh, people are saying Carl Lewis on the on the spec sex line. Yes, Carl Lewis is legit. We are both H Town guys, so trust me, we understand how legit Carl Lewis is. But Carl Lewis never won back to back to back go like th- three three different times at the Olympics. Won hundred meters. Yeah, he won uh, Usain Bolt won in 08. One two thousand twelve and twenty sixteen. That's hard to do. That's a long stretch. And he's still the record holder for being the fastest for the hundred the hundred meters and the two hundred meters.
1: I'll give you a couple other facts of the day. Just the facts here on Ian Rod B. Rangers sixteen and two in their last eighteen games. That's a fact. And here it was last night. Rod in MLS soccer. It was the Le- league's cup. Uh, Lionel Messi now has nine goals in six matches as a member of that team.
0: Kristoff into the feet of
2: Martinez. Has time to turn into Messi. Advantage play. Messi driving forward.
0: Messi from distance!
1: Unbelievable. 30-footer. Rocket. Uh, They go on to win 4-1. They're undefeated with Messi in their lineup. Making
2: it look easy.
1: Too easy. And it's over down under. Get your details coming up. The uh, Women's World Cup final is set. After uh, the match just
0: ended down in Australia. It's always good to win some money before 7 a.m. Way to
1: go, Ty. Now you want (laughs) to bet on that? Oh, yeah. Also, the Tui family has responded to the Michael Orr lawsuit. This is getting really ugly.
2: This is, come on.
1: And I said this yesterday. Can we leave Sandra Bullock alone? Now the Twitter mafia. I know, I saw that. They want her to give her Oscar award back for the blind side.
2: (laughs) Come on, man. What the hell's wrong with y'all her people?
1: fault. She just played a role, was written a script, and did a great job. What's wrong with y'all people? <laughs>
2: she got nothing to do with this.
1: On <laughs> the Leave two ears, the two ears having their say, they're saying there was a shakedown. Whoa, from I, Michael Orr.
2: Well, no, we know you You might have been doing the shaking down.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll see, man. This it thing's gonna, gonna get ugly. The blind side. Now we need a sequel, gotta have a sequel. Mm hmm, Blind Side Eddie, and it can be all about this court battle that's about <laughs> to go on. Okay, we'll come back. We will pick these conversations up, including that championship match set in the Women's World Cup. Astros and Rangers, plus the Horns. University of Texas has announced its Athletic Hall of Honor. Who's going in, including a great friend of our show. We'll get you details on that coming next.